1: wherever you are, go ahead and share tonight's episode with someone with a friend. And if you're driving in your car, let someone know where they can hear TMG
2: episode of TMG.
1: Hi, everybody. Welcome to TMG. I'm your host, Travis Patton Sr. I enjoy discovering and sharing real life moments of inspiration from everyday people and this show is about finding moments of inspiration for our everyday lives and look and if you're going to tell me something then tell me something good And welcome to a brand new episode of TMG. I'm your host Travis Patton Senior. Real quick, guys, don't to visit our YouTube page. That's Tell Me Something Good with a capital T. And it's always I want to give a huge shout out to my biggest supporter, my biggest fan, my lovely wife Nicole. Hey, girl, how you doing? I know you're watching, I know you're listening. Guys, listen, this episode is going to be a very, very special one. Yeah, you say, Travis, man, all of your episodes are special. You say that about all of your episodes. Yeah, but this one right here, it's got a little extra sauce on it tonight. Man, I'm so glad that you're here, that you're tuning in wherever you are in this world. Thank you for watching and tuning in to TMG Tell Me Something Good Podcast. Whether you are in Switzerland or whether you are in Portugal or Spain or whether you happen to be in the Philippines, man, let me tell you something. Thank you so much for tuning in and watching TMG and listening to the show. If this is your very first time tuning in, your very first time hearing my voice. Let me take this time to tell you, thank you. I'm so glad that you're here tonight. And maybe, just maybe, you've been tuning in for the three years that we've been streaming. I wanna tell you, thank you so much, guys, for tuning in to the show. Guys, real quick, um, everybody who's been listening to this show and watching this show knows that this show It's all about finding moments of inspiration for our everyday lives. So if you have an inspiring story, and drop us an email. That's T-E-L-L Me something 21 at gmail.com. And you say, Travis, man, I know someone that has an inspiring story, but I didn't want to come on the show. I'm a little camera shy. That's okay. You don't have to. Drop us that email, T-E-L-L, Me Something21 at gmail.com. And you can even remain anonymous if you'd like. Guys, listen, everybody knows that this show has a few, a few affiliate sponsors. I'm gonna place some of that information right away to get it started. As we do, we got plenty of time, guys. Come on in, listen, and all those who are watching online are thank you for joining in. Guys, let me play that information as we do when we come back. We diving deeper than this one. Yeah, we're getting in it. Walmart is a proud associate sponsor of TMG Tell Me Something Good podcast. Please use the special link, bit.ly forward slash tell me something good. And visit our sponsor. Remember, I may earn a commission when you buy through this link. Buy Amazon. Amazon is the world's largest online retail store. Please use the special link bit.ly forward slash tell me something a m z n for Amazon. With Amazon, you can spend less and smile more. Please visit one of our online sponsors today. Guys, it's the holiday season, and I don't know about you. I got some people that I need to buy some gifts for. I will be using one of my special links. Guys, it's in the chat. Use those links, guys. Also, thank you so much for tuning in to the show. Guys, if you did not catch tonight's episode, and you did not catch what tonight's episode title is, guys, Is entitled Shots Fired. Yeah, yeah, Shots Fired. And I know you might be wondering, guys, where we're going with this topic. When I bring in our special guest, guys, you're going to have a way better. I thought about this episode when I was speaking to our guests because they were talking to me about it. And, guys, uh, let me go ahead and just say this to you. Uh, uh, We know, uh, and, and if you're looking behind me, You may be saying, Travis, uh, what's that behind you, man? That's not your logo. What is that? I know. I have a picture of a blue sneaker behind me. And on it are the letters J-D-R-F, one walk. And guys, I'm not sure if you are aware of this, but November is actually the month that used to recognize, uh, not really to celebrate, to bring attention to type 1 diabetes. That's right. Type one diabetes. Uh, I know someone personally who uh, deals with that every day. And it's my grandson. He's one years old. He, uh, Two years old. He when he was uh, diagnosed with uh, diabetes, type one diabetes, he was one. And the letters JDRF stands for the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation. Gosh, you may not know this, but type one diabetes is less common than type two. About 5 to 10% of people with diabetes have type 1. Now, currently, no one knows how to prevent type 1 diabetes, but it can be treated successfully. How do I know? I see it down with my grandson every day. Following your doctor's recommendations for living a healthy lifestyle, managing your blood sugar, getting regular health checkups. Yeah, do those things, guys. We want you around for a long time. Guys, our special, wonderful person. Uh, She's here to shed some light of some things. Guys, you may not know this. And if you're in America, man, gun violence is a cruel and senseless act. It impacts thousands and their families. It also plays a toll on our communities. It drains resources, impacts laws, and slows growth and development. So, how do you handle it when things go terribly wrong? and the unthinkable happens to someone you know or a loved one. Tonight's episode isn't so much about what happened, but more about what takes place next. Our esteemed guest tonight is a mother, a gun violence activist, and a speaker who is here today to talk about what comes next when shots are fired. I want to give a huge TMG welcome. For my friend Trina Carey, what's up, Trina? How you doing, girl?
3: Hey, how you guys doing? I'm
1: awesome. Trina, I'm so glad that you are here tonight. You and I both know there was a fight, but we had to make this happen.
3: Yes, yes, absolutely.
1: Man, I'm so glad to have you here, Trina. I know everybody knows. Just glad to have you here. I know you got family members watching. Hey, y'all. She's here. she's on the show. She's doing good. So, <laughs> thank you so much Trina, for being here. I, I really, I really, really appreciate that, uh, Trina. i want to dive right into this tonight's episode. Shots fired. I know it means a lot to you, uh, and I, I know. Uh, You and I have done a lot of talking, texting, in person, talking on the phone, messaging and Facebook. So I know you and I have done a lot of great conversations and whatever. And we've had some terrific discussions, man, some really terrific discussions. Uh, If you will, I know you, but a lot of people who listen may not know you. Please, if you will, introduce yourself to everyone and tell us a little bit about yourself if you don't mind.
3: Sure. Well, my name is Katrina Carey. I am a native of Alabama. Um, I am a first-time book writer, author. Yes. My first book was launched in July of this year. I am also a clinic liaison, um, do clinic technician, and helping the clinics walk through their setup. But also I do a lot of activist speaking, motivational speaking um, against gun violence.
1: So what I hear is that your schedule is pretty busy.
3: It's very busy.
1: (laughs) I I hear that your plate is full. You got a lot of uh, positive things happening going on. I do. See, see that, guys. I told you, no lazy no lazy people, man. She's a great person to talk to. So, Trina, we got you here. Tonight's episode, uh, Shots Fired, guys. We're going to dive into this. Uh, today's episode, Shots Fired, it kind of has a personal ring to it, to you. Um, it's kind of a personal meaning to you. Uh, please tell us exactly what that is and briefly. What kind of took place, um, the why the, the meaning of the episode shots fire kind of has a personal meaning. Absolutely.
3: To you, Trina. Um as you know, I, Apostle, my apostle always say feel the pain before it become personal. Well, it did become personal to me on February 25th, 2020, when my son was shot down and murdered, ambushed by some that look just like him, his friend, someone that he thought was a brother. So it becomes personal when it's your own child. You see it on the news, but when it happens to you. So I always say, take it personal before it's you.
1: Wow. Wow. So let me, let me make sure I got this right. So a normal day, is this a normal any other day? And this this tragedy happened, you, 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 and your son was was murdered by people he knew, not by strangers. You're saying, but by individuals that he knew, he spent time with, he talked with, ate with, you know, hung out with, watched a movie together with, and uh, and abruptly, his life was just tragically ended. That's correct, and, it and all through gun violence,
3: through gun violence.
1: Wow. And, and, and guys, when we talk about and, and gun violence, and it doesn't matter which side of the discussion that someone may be on when it comes to gun control, because that's not the issue here. And we're not trying to relive the issue of what happened, but we do have to address and understand that it wasn't a stranger that did this it was someone that they knew and a lot of times gun violence does occur does occur with individuals that people know their victims are uh, typically know those that are shooting them am, am i kind of correct in your experience what you're doing as an activist usually the victim knows the perpetrator
3: correct usually they they slept at the person house eating wow. at the person's house um they fed them clothed them and all along, not knowing this person has some type of energy mm-hmm. and sinister, and they really want to hurt you. Wow,
1: wow! So uh, a, a person—is this it makes you careful about the friends that we choose, careful about our company that we hang around, careful about the people that we bring close to us? But you—you you also mentioned something early on the onset that um, we should. Care about things before it becomes personal, so in other words, before it knocks on our door, we should want to try to find a solution to something before it's now knocking at our door
3: absolutely, absolutely um before this happened to my son, I would see clippings of the news come up right, and I would know all of the children's name, all the the victim's wow. name, and my sister would say why do you do that? You're getting consumed with that, not knowing that this was going to be me. Wow. You know, so I would always pray for people and I didn't know them, but then I would see their names and I would pray for them by name. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know why God was leading me to do that. And that just comes to when this happened to my son, God gave me so much strength to carry through just listening to the word of God listening to the spirit that he would instill in me step by step as that day happened it was a step by step spiritual leading by God step by step
1: right right i mean you you would need some strength after that from somewhere because yeah, i can't even begin to i can't even begin to imagine something like this happening And, you know, imagining how that may make you feel now, it's difficult. It's difficult to imagine anything like this happening. And I know everybody right now who's watching and who who will be listening to this, maybe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or any other streaming service, uh, anybody who's listening right now, and maybe you you know someone who's dealt with this or presently maybe dealing with this, uh, it's difficult to imagine anything like this happening and i gotta i gotta ask the i guess the most obvious question trina i, I gotta ask you this question um to, to some people it's just trying to open our minds up and take us into your mindset take us into your mindset of the, how did this impact you mentally a, a, and your day-to-day life
3: well mentally i was a for two years i was a mess Wow. Um, I was a functioning mess because when gun violence happened and you have a team of people and they've done this before, they have their stories together mm-hmm. and everything. So I practically had to do my own investigation. I never stopped. I had to kick doors. I had to continuously write the police department. Check in with the coroner's department. And I tell anyone, please, if this happens to you, read your coroner's report. If that coroner's report does not match that police report, you have an issue because that coroner's report is going to give you play-by-play details. If those reports does not match, something is very wrong. So I never had the time to really rest because... It was just going to be swept under the rug because here you have detectives saying, oh, well, they were friends. And in my mind, I'm saying, but friends turn on each other all the time. So they have one mind frame thinking, oh, well, they were friends when you as a parent know it was issues going on there. So it's like to me, it looked like they was just trying to sweep it under the rug. So I did my own investigation. I set up diagrams. I put out a whole, I put a whole portfolio together, step by step as how they said it happened. And I did my own investigation and I didn't stop knocking on doors. So I never had time to rest, never had time to really grieve. So for right, two right. years I was a functioning, grieving mess, but in the interim of that, I was still getting counseling, but I was still hearing from God.
1: Wow. So let me let me make sure I I I got this right. Here it is. Your mom. Go on your normal day day. You get up, go to work, whatever, and you, you hear this news. Your son's been shot, uh, and he's, you know you, later you find out he's he's died as as a result of gun violence, and then uh, you had to participate actively in the in the investigation to make sure that it didn't die. Uh, on the scene with your son, so to speak. Correct. Wow. So you had to keep it alive long enough for the results or the, uh, the the resolution to come out. Exactly. Wow. Wow. Uh, so you, you were just determined that that wasn't going to be the end of it. It wasn't going to, you weren't just going to take everybody's word for it. Because this was your child. I, guys, right. I want you to, guys, I want you to picture this. This is your child. Your child, your grandchild, your loved one. You would do anything to get an answer. Uh, And, and that's what it sounds like you were looking for. You were looking for answers.
3: Right. And it was like the spirit had already showed me the answers. I just had uh-huh. to piece together. You know, when you just get that good feeling when yeah. something is just off and you know it's off because actually... I told my son who was going to kill him before he even left my house because I, I knew because the spirit, it was just that spirit was so strong that I told him, if you leave, you're not going to come back. And this is the person that is going to kill you. I knew. I just knew it.
1: Wow. Wow. Guys, I I, I don't know about you, but this is absolutely an incredible story uh, you and I, Trina, before when we were talking before the episode, uh, shots fired, guys. Whenever you think about a gun going off and shots fired, they get your attention. You ever you hear gunshots firing and someone turn around and say, "Who who that?" That was a gunshot, and, and it grabs your attention. And these things grab our attention and make us pay attention and pay note, bring notice to what is actually happening and around us. And, and I read your book uh, uh, that you gave. We'll go into your book later. Uh, man, guys, Ooh. listen. Uh, the book's incredible. Uh, Thank but, you. Tria, your story is one of individual courage and individual uh, re- resilience. You refuse to get. People often say it's hard for them to bounce back at the hardships and losses. And I've lost this and I've lost that. Here is you is, you lost your son. And I know you, Trina. You you bounced back. You're bouncing back from that. You know, you, it's just tough. Uh it's it's really tough. But look at you, man. I know you. I, I know you, <laughs> guys. That, that smile she has on her face, man, is actually a genuine smile. She's not doing it because we're on the show, guys. She like, she's like that all the time. <laughs> 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 see, see how she's
3: smiling. I yeah. <laughs>
1: That's an all-the-time thing with her, when you see. <laughs> but man, it's an incredible, an incredible story. Something like this uh, may cause a lot of people to act differently. You know, Trina, when things happen to us, it's hard to say how we will respond. Oh, I would never do that. Oh, I would never do that. I would never be that. It's hard to say that until it actually happens to you. You know what I'm saying? But something like this may cause some people to become withdrawn. A lot of times, Trina, you know, when people go through things, difficult times and tough situations, they become withdrawn. You, you, you know, they, you, they lock themselves in a room. They don't talk to people, whatever. They'll shut down their life completely. And, and I can get it. I can understand. Right. You had a tragedy happen in your life. And you're grieving. And you said, let me, let me make this point real quick before we move on. Sometimes we can be grieving and not aware that we are grieving. And we we'll, we when and the the true point of it and it's okay to grieve. Let me let me make that point out there.
0: It is
1: Absolutely okay to grieve, but there is a next beyond that. But, and and I heard you say, Trina, you said you were a functional grieving individual. Trina, let me help you out, baby. There's a lot of functional (laughs) grieving individuals right now. Some are listening to this show. I, at one time, was a functional grieving individual. It's kind of like alcohol. Uh, uh, People can be functional alcoholics. And my. not even realize they're going through the whole process. So it's, it's just to me sounds like you were just going through the whole motions of life, not really living, just kind of going through the motions. A- am, am I close anywhere in there?
3: Yeah, c- absolutely. Correct. Absolutely.
1: Getting because, up, going to work, eating, putting your clothes on, changing all this stuff, just kind of going through the very functions of life.
3: Exactly, because I was also having to go through my daughter kidney rejected. She had a transplant 10 years prior and Uh it rejected right after my son was killed. So I had to take care of my daughter. I had to work his case. So I couldn't just sit down and be like, woe is me. I had to keep pushing. So um, I just couldn't sit down. You know, some people don't have the option and they just wallow in it. You got to keep pushing forward because it will consume you and you have other children and grandchildren and family that you have to be here for and so you have to keep moving you have to keep pushing you got to get past that grief because grief come in so many packages
1: man guys did you hear what she just said you have got to keep moving You've got to keep moving. And the biggest thing about grief, the biggest thing about when tragedy strikes uh, Trina, well, the first thing we want to do is stand still. The first thing we want to do is not move at all. We don't want to move. We don't want to go nowhere. Don't talk to me. Don't call me. Don't ask me about doing nothing. I'm not doing anything. And I get it. I understand. Tragedy happens to all of us. It pops up on everybody's doorstep. If you are alive, something will occur that will put you in a place where you may be grieving. And grieving doesn't have to mean the loss of a child, a loved one. It could be a lifestyle. It could be a job. It could be something. But it it really takes you back. And what I hear, here's what I'm hearing, Trina. It took you back a step. I'm dealing with my son. I got to deal with my daughter's health. It took you back a step. And you may have lost a step, but you kept moving forward. Absolutely. Man, guys, listen, let me tell you something. How important it is to continue to move forward in times when you feel at your very worst. I get it. You don't feel like moving, but you got to continue to move forward. Real quick, Trina, guys, uh, I'm going to play one more of our affiliate sponsors, and we're going to come back, guys.
3: I don't go nowhere. I'm coming back.
1: Fanatics is the place to go for all of your officially licensed sports gear from your favorite sports and sports teams. Use the special link bit.ly forward slash tell me something 21 and pay a visit to our sponsor today. Remember, I may earn a commission when you buy through this link. I Mint mobile. Sign up and find the cellular plan that's right for you. Use the special link bit.ly forward slash tell me something mint and visit our sponsor. Remember, I may earn a commission when you buy through this link. Thank you, everybody, for still being here, guys. I'm joined by my very special guest and friend, uh, Trina Carey. Uh, guys, we're talking about today's episode shots fired and Trina was sharing guys with us how her son uh was murdered ambushed by people that he knew by some friends and how those shots fired were heard and how they impacted her but she also said something before we went on a quick break that you got to keep moving you cannot stand still and she said she found the strength and the courage to keep going now something like this Trina may cause some people to become withdrawn. You know, just take them out. Don't, don't want to do anything else in life. Become withdrawn. But that's not the case with you. That That's not that's not your story. No. That's not how your story goes. No. <laughs> uh, you were determined. You were determined to turn this into something else, Trina. Absolutely. You, you, said, you said, nope, nope. Uh, I know it hurts. But you were determined to turn it into something else. You wanted people to know There is a next. Why was it so important that you changed the narrative of your story?
3: Well, changing a narrative allows you a chance. If you could save just one child, just one child from being murdered, helping them turn their life around. It means so much to me. My son was murdered on a Tuesday night and we have worship that on Wednesday night. And I told my apostle, I said, I'll be at church. I came to church. I fully functioned. I did a stop the violence rally four days after my son was murdered. The day that I took his clothing to the funeral home, I did a stop the violence rally with the sheriff department, Apostle Davis, and another mother who had lost her son to gun violence also was a friend of my son's. So, and his birthday just happens to be on my son's death date. So it means a lot to keep pushing forward. If you lay down and you wallow in it, you can't help someone else. Yes, you're gonna go through pain, but eventually you got to get the proper tools and the proper help that you need to keep pushing forward. If you can save one child, I promise you, it will make you feel
1: so good. Absolutely. Guys, did you hear that? She, I, I, I wanted to know what was her motivation? What, you know, what, what, what is it? And why is it so important to try and, and, you know, get behind this? She says, it's not about trying to save everybody. Cause I won't be able to, but I like I could save one. And a, and a lot of times. Yeah. And a lot of times what we do, um, we look at around things around us, Trina, maybe. and, There's so many great causes and causes that we can get behind, and we get so many causes behind us, and we try to get our arms full of things, and we end up dropping everything. I remember one time my grandmother told me to go get the clothes off the clothesline, and I was trying to get everything in one trip. I was trying to fill my arms with everything, but I was dropping everything at the same time. But when I got one thing, I was able to get one thing at a time. We may not be able to do everything, guys. What I'm saying is we can do something we can do something. If we say that one thing we can do something. Am I right, Trina? Absolutely. Absolutely. See that guys, I told you, uh, <laughs> since this life changing event, Trina, you have been busy. Have. You have been on the go and you are being heard in a lot of different places. You're speaking down at different places. You're encouraging people. You're motivating people. You're you're being an inspiration to people because this is where, with some people, Trina, this is where some people's life will stop. But you found a second gear. You you found a second or third gear, and you kept going. So since this life-changing incident, what are some things you have been trying to shed light on within communities and neighborhoods about gun violence?
3: Absolutely. What I've been trying to shed light on is that we have so many children that are living below the poverty level. Oh, wow. There's it, so many people out there that can go to them and say, hey, look, I'll buy you this. They know that they, they're. Parents can't afford it. And because these things are shiny, they're flashy, they uh-huh. want so they're prone to go out and say, hey, I'll take this case or I'll do this for you. I'm young, I'll get out. But it really hurts the community because you're taking the life of someone that looks just like you. And mm-hmm. then at the end of the day, you're not thinking when you're pulling that trigger and those shots are fired. You're taking a mother, a son, you're not thinking about Um, people that's left behind because you have sisters, you have a whole family that's left behind. You're not even thinking about the impact of if you get caught, what it's going to do to your family. Correct. So we got to find some kind of unified solution to come together, working together with the responders team, working together the law enforcement team, it takes a village. When I grew up, it was a village. It takes a village to come together on one accord to be able to accomplish what we need to accomplish to stop this violence. Wow.
1: So one person can't do it on their own. No, absolutely. One group can't do it on their own. Absolutely not. This is bigger than one person. This is bigger than one city. This is bigger than one town. Guys, listen. This is something that happens across America. You could turn on any news network that you like, whatever, whatever whichever is your favorite network. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where you whether watch news or on the internet or news newspaper magazines. It doesn't matter where you turn. You can hear this, and we keep the reason we keep hearing this, Trina, like you said. We continue to hear these things and we will continue to hear these things sadly until we all come together and bring in a solution. It's no longer up to just the police, can happen. It's no longer up to just the laws. And you have to understand we, as the citizens of the United States of this planet, we help progress laws, the citizens help progress laws as we pull together. They have to make the laws that we
3: stand behind. Exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. It's going to take some kicking in, some doors, some going to Montgomerys, writing some letters. The laws have to change. Go to the legislators. The laws have to change. If laws change, then change will come about.
1: Wow. Guys, did you hear that? When laws change, then change will come about. I'm going to add a piece on there. When we, when our minds change, then laws will change and then change will come about. We have to start with how we see these things, Train, Like you said, we, we had to look at this as if, what if this happened to me? Absolutely. What if this occurred to me? How would I want, How would I want someone else to respond if this happened in my family? How would I want the neighbors to respond? How would I want the person at the store to respond if it happened to my family? Man, you've spent a lot of time speaking to groups, speaking to people. You alluded to it, some of it, man. You've been very well pulled and pulled on you, man. And I know some of the things you told me that you're doing, man, she's up to some good stuff, guys. I mean, she's, in, in, she's up to some good stuff not because of the tragedy, but because she saw what's next, because she saw that there's something else that can be done. Man, you have been busy. Uh, You mentioned it earlier. Uh, So you also spend time speaking to groups and organizations. What are some ways that you can be contacted? Like if somebody wanted to contact you and say, hey, look, I, I love what you're talking about. I, I need you to talk to a group of people here, maybe at a church or a convention or a, or a school. Where, where can you be contacted, Trina, if they wanted to reach you?
3: Oh, absolutely. I can be contacted at katrinadcary at gmail.com. Also, my personal website at com, and also my Facebook page, Trina Carey, or... My publisher author's page is Katrina Carey on Facebook.
1: All right, so your email address is right here: Katrina D. Carey at gmail.com. That's on your screen, guys, and also her website is right here, uh, KatrinaCarey.com. Now, you mentioned earlier, and you and I talked about this, and I, 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 I read this. You, you wrote a book trainer. Right. Yeah, the book. Uh I'm gonna put the book up here. Uh guys, let me let me get the book up here properly. I want to get the book up here. Uh what's the name of your book? Tell us a little bit about why I get that up, Trina. What's the name of your book?
3: Um, the book is called The Cross in Love and Memory of Derek Marks Jr. Um, well what is it about? <laughs> um it's a it's it totally takes you through the walk of that day. That entire day from beginning to end on how God was dealing with me, what events occurred and all the way through to what happened.
1: Yeah, uh I read the book and guys, let me just tell you this much about the book, okay? So, it goes into detail and she's she's being modest about the about the book. She's being very <laughs> modest about the book, okay? Uh, I don't know why she's being so modest <laughs> about the book. Uh, I read the book, uh, here it is right here, uh, The Cross. I, I don't know why I was looking and I had it right here all the time. Uh, <laughs> uh, she's being very modest about the book. It is a very gripping tale, a very gripping journey of what occurred. Uh, I mean, I read the book and I could feel a- every emotion of the moment. Uh, you would feel anger. You could feel sad. You could feel betrayal. You could feel everything. Uh, it, it, was, it, it was post-pounding, heart-beating. I mean, it almost felt like I was watching a movie and you didn't want the movie to end. It was just going from scene to scene, from page to page, and it was exciting and thrilling. It was sad, heart-wrenching, uh, but at the same time, uh, it has such a wonderful and powerful message uh, on it, guys. Uh, if you don't have it, uh, let me put it back up here again, guys. Get the book. I'm not trying to sell a book. I'm just trying to tell you something good that I read. That's it. It was a very, very good read. Can they get this on your website?
3: They can get it on my website. They can also purchase it on Amazon, so they can use your link. Oh, uh, you uh, link. The with me? <laughs> Use that
1: link and get that book. But uh, absolutely, uh, the book does go into detail. I, I, I'm gonna bring this point up—the one about your grandson in the back seat. Oh my gosh! Oh, that took me, man. That brought some. I'll be honest with you. That brought some tears to my eyes when I was reading. It. That brought some tears to my eyes because I have a grandson, and just to imagine uh, your grandson, man, re- reliving that. Uh so but guys get get the book. Uh it is absolutely amazing. And guys, it's not a long read, but it is a great read. Not a long read, but an absolutely great read. Guys, listen, it is important that this issue remains in the forefront of our minds and in things that we do and to kind of combat this issue, Trina. Uh, thank you so much for coming onto the show and sharing your incredible story of courage. Now, I like to do this with all my guests. Uh, what is something you would like to say to encourage someone who's watching right now? And we know because we're in Birmingham, Alabama. We know. Right, right,
3: right. We
1: already know. Uh, we'd like to say encourage someone who's watching that may have faced similar a similar tragedy.
3: Well, I will say never stop. Looking, and I'll say, as a parent who loses a child, the first, the last thing you want to do is pick up that corners report and read it. Pick it up, read it. Because if that corners report does not match that police report, something is very wrong. My report corners report absolutely matched nothing that was said in the police report. So it, it's very important. And I'll say to I just want to say this to the young men because I always would say this cannot be real. It'll never happen to me. But when mm-hmm. you're laying on that ground and those first responders show up and if they have a, any type of God complex, a color complex, do not have the God of heart, uh, the heart of any type of God in them. You're not going to make it because I had to experience as a mother standing Mm -hmm. right next to the first responders with another young man that was not even a responder, giving my son CPR, which he was killing him and didn't know it because of the type of gunshot wound he had. And he said to them, hey, this is your job. You need to help him. And me as a mother, them not knowing that I'm his mother, turn to one another and say, you're doing a good job. He dead anyway. They never tried tried to take a pulse. They didn't do anything. But I'm a mother. I can't say anything because I want to make sure my baby is okay. So in that position, I say to you young men, you're out here shooting one another, killing one another. If you have any type of chance of surviving if you get a person out there that does not have a heart like Christ, you still might not make it because they just might play that God complex and not try to save you. That's what happened to my son and I would not want to see it happen mm. to mm. anyone else. So before you pull that gun, you think about it. Wow. If I can survive if I get shot back. Whoa. Are those responders going to save me? Are they going to save me? So think twice before them shots are fired. Because even if you can make it, you might not make it.
1: Wow. Guys, did you hear that? Now, that is a soul-piercing message of encouragement for all of us to think before we act. Uh, You may get you, you may accomplish your goal, but can you survive it happening to you? Can you survive if it were to happen to you? Man, listen, when shots are fired, it gets everyone's attention. And no matter which side of the aisle someone may be on in regards to the discussion on gun control, we can all agree that gun violence is not the answer. It's traumatic effects ripples through neighborhoods and streets. But there is a next. Those who are willing to stand up against it so families and communities can heal and giving hope and solution to those who hear the shots fired. Guys, it's about that time. And as always, it's been a real blast. Listen, listen. Don't visit our YouTube page. That's Tell Me Something Good with the capital T. And as always, guys, you can listen to us and stream on your favorite streaming platform like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and so many more. We got to get out of here. We want to thank Trina for joining us today, guys. Thank you, everybody, for being here. As always, if you're going to tell me something, then tell me something good. I'm out
3: of here, guys. I gotta go.